You are listening to Dwarfcasts, brought to you by Gemini and Titan. Hello and welcome to the Ganymede and Titan commentary for Me Squared. I'm Ian Science. I'm Tanya Jones. Uh, I'm John Hall. And I'm Seth Patrick. And uh, we've settled on Me Squared after... Um, well, we, we were trying to decide which Series 6 episode to do, so we decided to go for Me Squared. <laughs> uh, but I think, I mean, you know, we're recording this in the same night as, as we did um, Stasis League, and I think, I don't know, doing early ones, maybe I'm just being overly optimistic, but I have a feeling that Dave stuff is going to seem a bit more like early Dwarf than later so. Dwarf, because yes. it's probably going to be less slick and it's going to be cut down and it's a smaller cast and... You know, maybe it'll have a bit of that spirit about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It would make sense, actually. I'm so nervous about the team stuff. I am. But we should probably <laughs> save that. Yeah. 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 I know it's, what you mean. Um, it's also my favourite episode, I think. I really, really, really Didn't love Dwarf Squared. Because you're a big Rimmer girl. I am a big Rimmer girl. Didn't you write a really good review for old g and yeah, well, I bet I did. Yeah. You know, the, <laughs> do you remember? It was the gallery Titan that wasn't shit. It was about three years ago. <laughs> I, was, I wish I knew what happened to those guys. Like, they, 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 it was done by two two young thin guys, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> short short haired brummy, and a, and a thin bespectacled guy. I, I wish I knew what happened to them because they wrote some funny stuff. I actually, I, I quite fancied that guy with glasses. Yeah. Well, he was still a ugly cunt before. He was, well, yeah. Anyway, Me Squared is, is yes. well, what it says in the title, basically. Yeah. Let's talk about us instead. It's <laughs> uh, series one and a half, because... Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. that's absolutely right. It's, 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 it's got the, the, um, the confidence and the, um, the wit of, of series two while still being positive. And not that series one doesn't have wit, but it's just, series two is just like every beat hits home basically yeah. and, and this me squared feels the same it benefits from being the first episode to be written with the cast in mind yeah, yeah. absolutely uh, because not only does it you know we know that chris barry can do amazing things with the rimmer character and all the mm. rest of it but also in a really obvious literal way of things like the cat coming in in rollerblades <laughs> and danny was starring in starlight express at the time it is really just it's an amazing show i, I I defy anyone who loves comedy to watch this and not see how amazing it is. Um, I don't. It, I mean, get yeah, it. It, it it tunes into the the actual thing about if you spent time with yourself, would you really like yourself? Mm. And a lot of people actually wouldn't because you start to notice all the things that really irritate you about you and if you've got a character like Rimmer who despises himself. Um, it doesn't take long, uh, despite the initial bravado and the fear, oh yes, I'll have a great time, and suddenly he realises everything he hates about himself and actually begins mm. to attack himself. And, it, and it's a, it's a sort of a bizarre kind of mental breakdown in a way, uh, and they actually end up, um, I suppose it's, it's almost divorcing <laughs> yeah. So Rimmer almost divorces himself. Yeah. He moves it, out of his bunk. I mean, great, you know, great. Com not all com great comedy, but great comedy should be able to turn a mirror to things that you can recognise and to human foibles. And this is certainly one of them. It's just such a great hook, you know. Mm. 
It's a proper character. And piece. the first bit of Red Dwarf, well, not the first bit, because you've got the end setting it up, but then it's you've got the um, cliffhanger in Confidence of Paranoia. It leads them directly into this. And let's face it, this is the best cliffhanger resolve in the entirety of Red Dwarf. Because they never did it again. Yeah. I, 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 I really like that you... It's... Um, at the beginning, it's it seems like an ordinary episode, and you've got mm. hints in the dialogue, but it's not really until Rimmer actually pokes his head, you know, Rimmer two pokes his head round the door. You're, oh yeah, that's that was the end of Confidence of Paranoia, and that that is a brilliantly yeah. constructed resolution. You're suddenly you suddenly realise that yes, we are carrying directly on from that. And of course, uh, interesting that at the end, when it was originally written, he uh, originally resurrected Kachansky, mm. and, and then when it was two. and that's weird because just imagine if that had happened how would you have resolved that yeah, well, I, I definitely wouldn't I think they would have resolved it in a scroll text and moved straight on I think they would have done it thought this Kachansky stuff isn't really working out I know let's just ignore it and go off in our own direction I don't think they had that attitude in, by the time they were doing series 2 when they went to series 3 they were they were at, they, the sort of stuff they did was, the scroll text was in keeping with the tone of the show for series 3 it wouldn't have been but in keeping the with question, the tone of it for series two. The question two. is, what would they have done for the first episode of series two with Kachansky? Wouldn't they just have run themselves in a very dark hole? <laughs> How could they, as it were? <laughs> what I'm talking about is uh, Clegg Rogan's foaming twat. But <laughs> what could they have done? I mean, you know, I'm not Robin Dog. Maybe they would come up with something brilliant. I don't know. But there's so much more, you know. Where have you seen these foaming twats around the place? I've missed them totally. <laughs> Well, that was written when I was about 17, so... <laughs> so that, that is the best thing you've ever written. It is. It's all been downhill. Like, look at this. It's just... Um, I mean, I imagine we'll talk a lot about the technical stuff, but just very quickly, that little thing, the sign outside the door, that's one of those oh, little... Sorry, look, sorry. It, sorry, sorry, no, it's not. Just a bit just after this is my favourite bit yeah. of the entire episode. Just... <laughs> yeah, no, because you used it in those headlines. I'm sorry, it's, it's Crow Charles' reaction. Crow Charles is is obviously loved by a lot of people, but I think with the real <laughs> hardcore fight community, he's often underrated as a brilliant comic actor. I that, know, whoa, that, that's, that's all it. It's too forced for no, me. No, it's um, not. It's but great. Just to come back to what I was saying quickly, I mean, the, um, the, what you were saying about episodes being written after they properly yeah. established the characters and Rimmer being two rimmers being the kind of people who would put a sign up outside their door with both their names on it yeah. is spot on it's the rimmer of the novels as well yeah, you know, definitely. It's, it's by this point they had started to get a handle on it and, and also um, there's a I suppose one of the reasons it might be my favourite episode is that I also identify with rimmer reasonably <laughs> strongly to the point where we were recently and John were recently going around being Q and saw some signs and got terribly excited and <laughs> thought it'd be a good idea to have no smoking signs in our flat even though neither of us smoke this is what gets me about Red Dwarf that Robin Douglas like for instance and again I mentioned series 8 but you've got stuff like I'm, I feel like I've just um, sat through a seminar entitled The Future of Plumbing it's like wait a minute I'd find that interesting it's the same thing with the telegraph poles uh, and all things. I'm interested in telegraph poles. Just very quickly, you're singing our song. Yeah. <laughs> Tunelessly, according yeah. to the subtitle. But I identify with Rimmer far more than any other character, and, you know, that just goes to show 
how sympathetically Chris Barry portrays it as much as mm. anything because yes alright he's sympathetically portrayed in the scripts but he's a figure of fun mm. with Lister is the identifying character mm. the fact that I identified Rimmer more is a testament to how good Chris Barry is yeah but I mean even for the bulk for all of series one arguably apart from this episode mm. um, Lister's the protagonist and Rimmer is the antagonist yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, while you can you can see the seeds of what they were going to do with him, you know, he's not very likable in Balance of Power, and mm. he's not very likable. I mean, he's funny, but the the Quagar stuff in Waiting for God because he's being, you know, he's like, he's an arse about not getting what's going on with him. But in this is the first episode where it's like with series two, where they're both the protagonists. Mm. Um, Rimmer is the character who, in this episode, to use a phrase that I hate, but it works undergoes a journey yeah um, you know the story is about the progression of his character and yeah. not Lister's and that's probably the first time in the rest of the series one episodes he's constant yeah. he's you know the annoying one the bad yeah, guy yeah, yeah, yeah. he foils Lister's yeah. plans yeah, of exactly. becoming a chef or getting Kachansky back or whatever the rest of it is yeah the um, other, I do generally agree the future echoes is perhaps the other episode where he's more sympathetic perhaps I would argue, oh, certainly it's in this. a death video. It's a great death video. <laughs> Although notice that it, when it winds forward, it's an analog windy forward rather than digital. Well, it's a VHS tape as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a VHS tape. Although it's you know, big retro don't worry. Thing, it's in like next, vinyl, next it's series, it goes triangular. That's <laughs> futuristic. Yeah. I, I think that I struck think... me at the time as well when I watched it about the triangular videotape. But you know, it's a, it's but weirdly, it's, it's, it's an easy thing. thing to miss. But I just um, when it's spinning on um, Rivers' hand actions and conversation and stuff, <laughs> it's like it'd be quite funny to have seen that in real time. Well, what gets <laughs> me about what gets me about series two is they also have CDs or DVDs in, yeah. but they've also got triangular video tapes. Well, standards, you know, it's very difficult when you're three million years in the future. You've got all sorts of technology. Of course, this was shot during the end. Is that guy in the background? There was a guy in the background before that that seemed to be smirking. Smirking? Smirking. Smirking's not allowed in the driver room. He's smirking a bag. There we go, the destroyed model. Uh, is it. Is some, somebody's got. There's another model, is it? Does Doug got it or someone's got it um, on their desk? Someone has got it on their desk, apparently. Oh, best cat line of series one. Well, one of the best cat lines. I know, because I've said it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not that one. Uh. Oh, I know. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just lovely. No, I, I love whoever shows up. <laughs> no, but it's the delivery of I'm courting. It's very. And it's probably one of the last times that we see the cat being like a cat. Because yeah, even from Series way. 2, yeah. he stops being but, catty. Uh, the Which first I... time you see him in Series 2, he's chasing a mouse. True. Okay. But even so, I agree, with the, broader point, yeah. I agree with the character progression. You couldn't do that for 16. No, see, shit. so now, this is um, what I think I was talking about on the Stasis Lit commentary. Bottom part of the screen you can see the difference I think it's been lit slightly differently or something but no, no you can see the line no also that they had to build a set with the, the bunk bed side by side because they couldn't yeah. do the split yeah. screen above <clears throat> I mean it's as I say it's, it, 
it's only noticeable if you're looking for it. It's yeah, still considering the technology done. they and use. And actually, to be uh, fair, on our shitty telly, you yeah, can't I mean, tell it, at all. It, it was done in, in the simplest way possible. Yeah, drawing but, a line. But you see, yeah. but you see this is the thing. Think about sitcoms in 1988. Who the hell was doing split screens in sitcoms mm. in 1988? Anyone else? That was probably one or two. Right? There must be someone, but I don't know of any. Well, like I say, I mean, it, it comes. I made, I made a comparison before Dad's actually. Split screen in the 70s. Um, uh, did they? Yeah, with um, Captain Manning's brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this, I mean, they, but they weren't pitching at stuff like other sitcoms that were out. I said, comparison over four was Back to the Future, which did several things with yeah. split screens in Back to the Future too. And then you think back to Doc um, <laughs> Brown, and that was one of the um, the marker points they Sorry. used for Lister for the original scripting of um, of the older Lister. That Doc was the Brown, kind of thing that yeah. was in there, you know. Um, they were aiming higher. Bon Matein on that. Is that Esperanto? I think it might be. I don't know, I thought he'd just um, made it up. Of, <laughs> of course, this scene is uh, Robert Duck having seen the set and now taking the piss out of it. Yeah. Um, Which I never got. This is the interesting thing for years. I never got that's what they were doing. And then I suddenly clicked in my head. But it's interesting yeah, how. Because it got mentioned on the DVD. Yeah, well, <laughs> is that it? <laughs> I can't remember where yeah, I got it from. I didn't know until someone told isn't me. Isn't that interesting how well it fits with character? Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel forced in. No. This is what Rimmer would do. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. just so happens that he could also really piss out the set as well, but you know. It's just like you going about our telly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is it which, which is that mentioned in the body snatcher? Is what? Uh, the o- Ocean Grey military grey stuff. Is that where it comes from? Or is, or is it the know. original commentary? What what I do? I was actually I was going to mention Body Snatcher when we were talking before. Well, well, it's a slightly not great scene. Um, although this, oh no, we have actually got an excellent. I love my Gruda. Yeah. <laughs> it's the way he goes straight into it. It's not paused. No, I was going to say it's a, in terms of a sudden switch to the way of delivering yeah. the line. That's like the cat's courting line earlier yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. It's just that little click out. Um, but yeah, what I was going to um, say before with snatch. the thing with body snatcher was um, this episode obviously does a brilliant examination of what it would be like to live with yourself yeah. if you're Rimmer. Body snatcher. I remember you know being surprised when that <coughs> the DVD, they did so much of the same thing with Lister. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's more of a universal theme. I, mean, I think it works better with Rimmer. It does, and the reason it works better with Rimmer is because of the speed at which it breaks down into hating each other. Because Rimmer is such a self-loathing character, I think if it was Lister, it would take him longer to hate himself. Uh, well, what I find interesting about um, We Squared is that for ages we've heard about Body Snatcher. It was mentioned in um, which is a son of suit. Yeah. Uh, and we never thought we'd see it, and then finally it comes up and we see it. Me they Square. Go, he's going to watch Stephen Hawking and uh, Terry Pratchett talking about how much they like their dwarf. He's got the eight <laughs> But, um, but what, what gets me with this is Me Squared is effectively a very, very, very big rewrite of Body Snatcher. Mm. Mm. Well, and um, we never knew it. Well, but yeah, it is. Yeah. But there's hints of it when um, actually just we just missed it now where. Um, Rimmer's outraged at Lester Sims' deputy because yeah. that's for my enjoyment only. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You sort of get an insight into the place that Rimmer is in, and yeah. he's still obviously not over what's happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about just the concept of this episode. It's almost the strongest concept for an episode Red Dwarf ever had. 
just the pure concept as you were I saying earlier um, I can't think of an, another episode that has such a strong <laughs> idea at the start there might be better episodes but as an um, idea for a starting point this is point. probably the strongest sitcom idea because I mean the sci- it's not a sci-fi idea really no. the, it's the sitcom idea of what would it be like to live with yourself yeah the series did some Although absolutely you do brilliant that in a normal sci-fi course. ideas. Yeah. 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 And uh, cats are shit in uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that for ages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love this because... From Dave Hollins, of course. Well, yeah, but who didn't used to do stuff like this? <laughs> How can you take a chewing bubble out and stick it on the table? I don't get it. I don't know. Well, that's... because well, it's, 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 it's chewing gum. But... You know, I, love, I, I love Craig's reviews. Yeah, made up sports and commentated on them for things that they've been sitting doing. Yeah. Long, you know, so. <laughs> Masturbation, for instance. Well. <laughs> so, what do you think is the best sci fi idea of Dwarf? That's probably a dwarf cast on its own. <laughs> Tickets of Rides got to be up there, quite frankly. You see, this thing, yeah. I think, because I come to a dwarf with a sitcom kind of mentality, I always think of it as sitcom first, sci fi second, mm. that, you know. That's uh, a better than life, probably. Just because of better than life is a thought. I mean, okay, other people have done, you know, um, virtual reality mm. and you know, pleasure dome ideas and the holodeck and stuff like that. But yeah. better than life, particularly in the books, has got the fully formed set of rules and it's you can't. You know, it's a fully defined. You can't no future echoes so, actually. As early as that, that's yeah. pr- that's probably one of those. There's loads. Yeah. There really Backwards. are. Legion. <laughs> backwards isn't because backwards is Nick from an Alan Moore 2000 AD story, and even well, then, probably not other people like have done it. No, loads of people have done it before then. Um, that bollocks talking bollocks on the yeah, yeah, Red Bull Fate is nobody had done it before then. Yeah, but yes, they have. I'm not saying Robin Dub nicked it. Yeah, it's but brilliant, but it's not original. Yeah, but he thinks that Data and Star Trek wouldn't have come about in the Sprites and have been around, despite the fact that Data came in 1987 and Crichton came in 1988. Yeah. Um, I like the local reference to Norweb in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> it just amuses me. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it's completely obsolete now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know. But it would be Norweb with this disease of scouting. Oh yeah, well that's what the I mean. Norweb yeah, it's totally local yeah. reference and totally relevant but yeah, yeah. You, you know um, someone much younger than us yeah. would be mystified yeah. did we mention that that entire dialogue was lifted wholesale from Dave Hines well you, <coughs> we did, you did. But we can mention it again the bubble gum bit, and it was the again. same scene and you know what it's better so. in Red Dwarf than it is in Dave Hollands yeah. I think I, I do but I like that because Nick Maloney isn't <laughs> as good as no, there's just yeah. we, we just skip over a bit slightly there. That's there's one there's only one bit in this that I don't think is very well edited, and it's the ah, but he sent all our brothers, and there's just a slight a, yes, pause. Yes, yes. The rest of it's well edited, but that bit doesn't quite it's, work. Yeah, like and one of them's way. You're right. absolutely right. No, I've always thought that as well. You're absolutely right. It's, but you only see it on the what fifth showing. Yeah, yeah. It's, but yes. it's, it's not a big thing. It's, but again, it's it a, is when it's you're that, looking for things. Yes, you find that Red Dwarf. I mm. find it a lot when you watch it so much that you notice, yeah. even when they're not doing mm. the screen stuff, like um, weird things. That you just think, oh god, that's not quite right. But if I watched other shows as much as I watch Red Dwarf, I see it in everything. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I I completely haven't nicked that. How are you for um, episode <laughs> of my own sitcom? Have <laughs> <laughs> got? I need to find out what's happening about that. We'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll talk about it on the Dwarfcast. 
but no, I, I wrote a ah so and so. How are you? Stage <laughs> direction dismissively inferred <laughs> as that's right, implied as this is how Rimmer does do, done as Rimmer does it. It's a homage. It's all fine. It's it's a marvelous performance. It is actually. Mm. It really is. <laughs> he really I mean he does he establishes a difference between the two of them yeah. again this is, the book went into it more the book yes, went into the whole absolutely. you know the original has been softened by spending more time with Lister yeah. although I mean you know the first one would have bunked with Lister for a while before the accident but even so I mean maybe it's more post accident is, is yeah. a completely different the, yeah the first one has had more time post accident but he re okay you got the shambit there but the the set the second one is nastier <coughs> and in fact he's he's more the rimmer from the early part of the series I am willi- I'm willing to accept that um, the rimmer that we see the second rimmer is um, a snapshot taken before he even bumped with Lister it's when he first went on the ship before he even uh, met Lister uh, no because then the rimmer that we've got would also be the same well, well, I think you have to take oh, the second rimmer I as being point. the yeah, same copy that for, that it's the same rimmer that walked through the door and said I'm uh, dead as a can of spam un- unless basically. unless rimmer took a Accidentally took a backup from earlier. It's a oh, it's <laughs> it's <laughs> <Russell>. <laughs> Where is it? Uh, Russell, that curry house. Oh, yeah. Anyway, isn't the, um, the second rumor the inner voice of rumor? Because you're really, no one's, no, no, no one's your harshest critic but yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's rumor going, you're shit, you're yeah, shit, yeah, you're yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 I think well, there is something to be said for the fact that rumor two is meaner to rumor one than rumor one is to rumor two. Oh I, yeah, well, I, I think it's. But yeah, I think that is. Well, I, I mean, I, I always interpret it as the inner voice and going, you know, he's. Here's a nice bit of anachronism. When there were smoking areas. In yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're right. Because yeah, you're right. Because if the person There's came second, sorry, if if Rimmer came like second, <laughs> if Rimmer came second, Rimmer came first, he would fit a different role than the original Rimmer did. Do you know what I mean? So he would act differently. It's interesting how people, like everyone, adapts themselves to fit into a situation. Mm. No one's the same in any given situation. And a rimmer who comes in when there's already a rimmer there will be different. Well, it's the uh, it's the personality that's not limited by anything yeah. because it's in rimmer's head. Yeah. Um, and it's the uh, and also this is the uh, classic. I was going to say production mistake scene. time. Yeah. <laughs> great, that's that. great scene, but I, ruined I, by having a bit chopped out. I presume the original Muggs Murphy footage can't be found because I've banged on about the mm. strangers. I want to see full frame Muggs Murphy yeah. animation. Uh, it's exactly the same as it is in Carry On Camping. <laughs> <laughs> now that is a line. This is actually my favourite line in series one deleted scenes. Is that line? They shouldn't have cut it. Which one? Um, he's giving exactly. He's giving exactly the same performance as he gave on Carry On Camping. Yeah. You could cut any other line in this, I would care. They should have kept that. It's just so, fantastic. So, but this this is where the problem is, because now that's Rimmer 2 sat in front, yeah? You know what, that? I bet hardly anyone noticed until it was mentioned in the DVD. No, no. No, I, I'd noticed. I definitely. knew it, but only after you know, 10 years. Because <laughs> the way that it's edited makes it look like that's Rimmer 1 doing yeah, that, yeah. but it's not. It's I, Rimmer, that's Rimmer 2. I must admit. But we've just seen. I must Rimmer admit, I, I never <laughs> ever Craig Charles having to lean all the way to the right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. 
As I recall, Danny shouting on DVD, "Go on, get off!" <laughs> so there we go. So I was here first. So that's that's remember. <coughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to get to, He's the one who gets. Everyone knows. But there, there is a very definite thing about I was here first. He's here second. He will fit yeah. into a different role. Um, Incidentally, was I the only person who, as early as primary school, realised that if you're doing Ippy Dippy, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it depends on who you start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a predetermined <laughs> amount of syllables. I remember thinking it worked with odd numbers of people, like three or five yeah. people. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, if it was two right. people. Yeah. <laughs> Great <laughs> There's a brilliant font on the hologram production book. I can't remember it. It's just the sort of typeface, typewriter type shit. Is that is this one of the scenes where the <coughs> readout and the D and the monitors is the script? It wouldn't surprise me. Auto cue style. You homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> it's got prefect badges on it as well. Oh, we're coming up to one of my favourite jokes, and I don't even know why I like it so much. It's the badges moment. Yeah. Mm. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's, no, what it pausing is, as if to remember. Yeah, how it's described in the moment. What sells it to me is actually again, it's it's Craig Charles's reaction. His swift nod, move on. I can't be asked with you. Oh, like Craig well. Charles is straight. With ice and lemonade, Jerry sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so far and say again, Craig Charles is so harsh about his um, performance in series one. There is the odd dodgy bit in the end, I'll admit you, but the rest of it, I think, is great. Mm. I think he's really, really yeah, it's good. He's like yeah. better than he is in series eight. He's better than he is <laughs> yeah. in series seven. <laughs> For that matter, he's probably better than he is in series six. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. He's probably better than he is in Coronation Street. <laughs> in Coronation Street, he's playing good. himself. Quite good. In and he's. <laughs> 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 I haven't watched it because he is quite funny. He's, he's, yeah. <laughs> Although I don't know if it's still going on, but at Christmas he was in the middle of a fucking disgusting story. It was great. <laughs> it was really good. I was very amused by. It. But anyway, <laughs> come out with your hands up. Not literally. Anyway, sorry. We're talking about Christmas. Is he overhanging the pudding a bit here? What, no. his performance? Yeah. Or is it's it because he's, it's he's had a few drinks? It's because he's meant to be, yeah, and it's his last performance. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Although he plays drunk much better in Thanks for the Memory. He does. Oh, yeah, I have gone on and on and on and on about and that. And indeed in the deleted scenes in Thanks for the Memory. Yeah. I could watch an entire episode of Chris Barry playing a drunk drinker. <laughs> <laughs> I should have written one. He's, he's well, they came close with Plex for the memory. I think so that scene is about eight minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologise for my cough, by the way. I'm sorry. I you should apologise for the face. There's <laughs> <laughs> so not really much to say about this at this point, is there? Because it's just you know, Chris Barry being sit back and watch it. <laughs> But again, you know, it just comes back to when this is expanded in the book and made even more humiliating and pathetic, mm. it's even better. Oh it's, god, it's yeah, it's an entire chapter. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I say I want to see Infinity Weapons Careful Drivers as um, a film. I've I've I've, I've spent time attempting to adapt it <laughs> and not got not got hugely far, but I th- I just think that book on its own would make a film. Yeah. By itself. Even with the cliffhanger ending as well. Mm. 
Um, uh, yeah, all, all the stuff about the movie script. Maybe, maybe Doug had a fantastic movie script planned, you know, um, but he could have, you know, irrespective of what that was like, he could have done a lot worse than just tried to sell that book as a movie script and then adapted it. But then that would be difficult because um, uh, Rob Grant wrote it, and, but then they created but it. They created the own. show. There's going to be stuff from the show. I in don't it, know how it works. That's all it's complex. Yeah. I'm not. I don't think Rob would do. I I know that obviously Rob left and didn't want to do any more dwarf. I wouldn't have thought Rob would have ever had a problem with. We're doing this. Yeah. We need you to sign your name to it, and we'll give you lots yeah, of money. Possibly, I yeah. can't imagine he'd have a problem possibly. with that. His problem is that taking up all his time and not wanting to work on it anymore. Well, despite the fact he said he was going to do another. Yeah. Yeah. First, there was the fact that he, you know, shagged Doug's wife as well. <laughs> yeah. Even beat that. like. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we think of this final joke uh, <laughs> oh, I think it's great I think it's, it's super yeah. <laughs> I like it I don't understand people's problem with it <coughs> I think I it's like, I've I just like realised we've skipped over no. Cat, Cat doesn't do much no. else after the courting bit but his laugh his chuckle yeah, is yeah. yeah. I just I, I, we missed that when we talked about something else but no I think super I, why, why do people have a problem with I'll that? tell you why I think people have a problem I like it I really like it and I think if it's characterised I think if it's everything else the problem is Red Dwarf doesn't usually do puns and it throws people off balance no, I think that's what um, it is. I, no, because uh, but that's well, not what it's about. If joke, no, it isn't. But I'm saying, I'm doing it. I know, yeah, you know. I, but no, that's what I'm saying. I absolutely agree. But I'm saying it throws people off balance. I'm not well, saying it's wrong. You know, I'm saying that on wrong. an immediate thing. And his delivery, his little mind, his little. They're, they're, oh, I love it. That's... No, don't get me wrong. I love it. I'm just saying I can see why. Well, no, oh no, I don't because they're completely misinterpreting I, that joke. No, I'm not. And that's the end of it. No, I know they're completely misinterpreting it. I'm not saying they're right. I'm saying I can see why, which is entirely different thing I can see why but they're wrong yeah, they I'm saying wrong, yeah. but, I'm, but there's a difference between I don't understand why people don't find that problem and I do understand why but they're wrong well I understand your point but yeah they're wrong so I, I we are wrong. I've just said they're wrong <laughs> I agree yes we are agree yes exactly <laughs> well, fuck you then I fucking agree too you thank you <laughs> I was going to say, you, you seem like you were waiting to say something as if you were going to disagree with us. Or... No. <laughs> just, uh, I was just a bit bored. Uh, I, I imagine everyone listening to this is probably a bit bored by now, so yeah, that's probably a good enough. point at which to fuck off. <laughs> right, let's get fucked off. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to Dwarf Casts. Brought to you by Ganymede and Titan at www.ganymede.tv. Thank <laughs> you.